start. Two girls okay. in the mic. We got to start there because two you girls, girls were like Beyonce's done. That was you. La and no, no, no. I'm not involved in. Do not involve me I in this. I, I respect the rules like the and regulations of this show. I'm not involved. We've got one extra person in there today, and you've made that person take you to a place that you don't need to be going to. We don't. I just hate the way, La, that you never appreciate my musical abilities. That's all I'm saying. If today. you had an ability, I would appreciate it. I really would. You lie. I'm your friend. Put some respect I on it. <laughs> Do you what know? are you talking about me? I'll oh train you. Put respect on my name. <laughs> did you speak to Did you speak to Rick Ross like that? No. Did you? Did you? Did you speak to Trick Daddy like that? No. Oh, well, we, we, we're going to come to all of those crazy days yeah. and those crazy people. <laughs> but no, um, as Lara was rightly trying to do before I burst in with yeah. my musical interlude, was it. to introduce you. <laughs> you ruined <laughs> it. Ruined my fun. Yeah, um, to introduce you to the podcast. Two girls on a mic. We are here once again in the studio. Two of us, but there's actually a third. Um, but we'll introduce her later. Two of us, myself, Ms. She Talks, and uh, my girl, Lala. And we are here on this podcast. Two of us, two of us women, but we like to say the word girls, and a microphone to chop it up with you. Okay, so La, you yeah. know what I'm going to ask you? Uh-huh. How has your week been? Do you know what? I've been in a reflective mood this week. A lot of things have been going on. It's been an in, an intense week. A lot of people have died this last week. Huh? Like, a lot of people have died this last week. And Figuratively been, or literally? Like, not people that I know personally, but people that are quite famous. Oh, right, right, right. We of course. Yeah. 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 But because of that, I actually called my mum because, because of a certain person dying. Yeah. And only because they were of... A similar age yeah because it it really freaked me out yeah is it prince prince and um, victoria wood right mm. right yeah. victoria wood in particular because my mom was such a, a massive fan oh, wow. of hers yeah. and when she died i was like oh my god immediately i was like oh my mom loves her yeah oh my god and then i found out she died of cancer as well and then the prince thing happened i was like you know i need to call my mom yeah I've never had that feeling, feeling of like, I need to call my mom. So I was like, mommy, are you, stop being silly. I'm all right. It's fine. I was like, no, I really needed to call you to yeah. find out. I know that you're okay, but it just made me think, you know what? I need to, I need to chin check, not chin check. Sorry. I would never chin check my mom. She would mm. check me first, but I need to check on my mom basically. Yeah. So it just made me think, God, life is really too too short yeah when they say that it's 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 not a joke it's very very true so as i said i was feeling very reflective this week okay you know because of all of that but other than that i feel you i'm cool man i feel you i'm all right i'm alive i'm here amen you know you blessed that's, that's right what about you what you been up to this week uh i'll tell you what i've been up to collecting parking tickets again <laughs> My favourite hobby, <laughs> should I tell you? So, so today's one yeah. was because I have um, a rental at the moment because my car has an engine fault. But <laughs> even the engine... Wait, wait can I just, just stop you? Because the way that you're laughing suggests to me that this particular reason isn't the car's reason. No. It's the driver's. No, let, me, let me just tell you, right? <laughs> so... I have a German whip and, you know, I really, I, I really like my car. It gets me about. And so I'm really blessed that, you know, I have it and whatever. I was given the opportunity to have it. Um, and I really do try to take care of her. But sometimes, you know, I don't know. I think it's this um, maybe 
boys would be better at it than and I, I know that's a sexist thing to say. So my car needed oil. <coughs> I know where the oil gauge thing is and the sticky thing that you put it's it in. The sticky thing. Sing, is that the technical term? To look something thing. like that. It's and so there's a man out there right now <laughs> laughing his head off for you. Yeah, you <laughs> that continue. you put in and you see if there's <laughs> enough oil and clearly there wasn't, but my my car tells me it's like babes, I need oil. You know, it says that on the driver information system. So I put oil in. So I just feel like maybe I was a bit distracted. But anyway, let me just tell you. So I put the oil in and then everything was fine. And then a day or so later, my car started over revving. So the car's a sports car anyway. And I was like, why is this car acting like it wants to just just rev, rev? And I'm not even revving. So um, I was a bit worried. So I called um, my dealership because I'm a dealership kind of girl. And I was like, no, I need this car to come in. And they were like, it's out of warranty. I like, don't mind, just cut it. It needs looking at it, it needs mm. looking at it properly. And so they booked me in for some long date in the future. So I was like, okay, I don't want to mash up my car when there's something wrong with it, so I've got a rental. Anyhow, so then I spoke to a friend of mine, and he was like, he's got a mate who's a mechanic, and he can diagnose the car. So essentially, he came down, he, he diagnosed the car, and he found that I had simply left my oil cap off. Oh. <laughs> so there <laughs> was that. Um, so then, in any event, there was something else that needs to be done that that he found. He was like, oh, you know, you should you should get this checked out, which hadn't shown up as a fault. So he, he took that away um, to do that. So I kept the rental, and so. I was paying to park today with the rental. And so I phoned up this the pay to park thing. Yeah. And it's got my old car details in it. And I just, you know, because you do things on autopilot. So I've just paid to park, but with my old car's details. Mm. And then I was, come lunchtime, I topped it up again. But as soon as I topped it up, it's like my common sense kicked in because it's lunchtime. So I've had some refreshments, <laughs> beverages, you see? <laughs> so then minerals. <laughs> so um, anyhow, I then realized, why am I paying to park my car, which is not the car I'm parking? So I had to phone up. And anyway, I went back to my car and I've got a ticket, parking ticket. So I have to appeal it. Um, on the basis that I'm being slightly blonde. So that's <laughs> really what I've been up to. And it's been what are the chances <laughs> of you actually winning that? No, know. do you know what? I, I always say God loves a trier. Any parking <laughs> ticket I get, I always appeal it. Yeah. And, you know, my success rates are quite high. I always encourage people to, to, to appeal them, especially if it's not been done on purpose or you're five minutes over or you were... Mm. quote unquote searching for change and then they just put the ticket there. <laughs> things like that you know you should appeal it and um yeah my success rates are quite high so i'm gonna have to go through that progress so yeah all i've been doing this week is dicking about with cars basically yeah. in a really annoying um way so yeah that's what i've been up to um, I'm hoping the week gets better from here and I can stop hemorrhaging money on car related <laughs> car related issues. Whatever <laughs> it be. You know, brakes and disc pads and oh yeah. The list is all endless. of that. When one when one thing goes on a car, the whole thing decides it wants to shut down. Annoying. Oh, Completely. God. And then my you know, last week when mm. I came here and then I'd I got new laptops because my laptop packed up as well. Yeah. So it's just when these things go, you realise how reliance you had been on them do you know what i mean it's just like i couldn't 
my my laptop went. It's given me black screen. I don't know what I've done to her. I don't know if it's you know attitude, but she's given me black screen. I don't know what to do. So I was just like, all right, well f you then. I'm just gonna buy a new one. You are replaceable. So that, but I tried to hold out for two days, thinking that she was gonna like you know maybe revive herself, and she didn't. So I've had to hemorrhage money on that as well. So it's yeah, it's just yeah, it all very expensive. Goes, that's what it is. Goes. It's all very expensive. So, moving forward, mm -hmm. what do you have planned? Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> that tea? I think I said that last week. I've got nothing going on. I'm such a bum. No, you're not. I am. You're not. Have you set any new fitness challenges for yourself? Not at the minute, but I'm looking for some. Yeah. I did think about doing something, but I don't want to say what that is just yet because I really need to give this a lot of thought if yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah. And I'm actually in the process of doing something else, but I can't move on to you the next so thing. so enigmatic. What was all this something? <laughs> I know, like? but I can't, like, because it's so, like, in its infancy. So, so I'm yeah. already in the process of doing something. I don't want to yeah. say what it is just yet. But it's yet. fitness related. Yeah, it's fitness related. So if we go to your fitness Instagram, yeah. Miss Lala Works, might we see clues about no, it? No, you won't. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <But> Un unfollows. <laughs> Sorry. But you will all will be revealed um, in the next couple of months. I need okay. to finish what I'm doing. Okay. When I've done this, mm -hmm. the next thing, oh, God, I'm actually scared of doing it. But I need it's something I've always wanted to do. Okay. And um, it's not bungee jumping or no, something like no, that. No, 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 no. Nothing that dangerous. Okay. But it's something that's going to take a lot of commitment and a lot of people not seeing me for... Uh, process of for sorry for a segment of time really yeah but you gonna still do the podcast yeah of course i still be here <gasps> but when i say not see me i mean like on a social level yeah but it takes that right you know what yeah. sometimes not even sometimes all the time personal growth yeah professional growth always takes that when mm. you've got to kind of like step back yeah you've got to step back to to, to just achieve and exactly. then you can like relaunch as one of my cousins always says yeah but in saying that, you were asking about clues in regards to it. I did actually not tweet. I Instagrammed and I snapped a couple Ooh. of clues to that. And a few people on did which respond. Insta? On which Insta? On the La La Works. Okay. You All might right. not spot it. Some people will spot it. Some people have spotted it. And oh, you know I'm really they've, slow. They've DM'd me and they're like, yeah, do it. So really? Yeah. And it's fit so it's fitness based. Yeah. So people who are listening to this and are involved in the fitness industry have probably clocked onto what I'm talking about. All right, so everyone go to <laughs> her Insta. You're so fast. <laughs> I've already said too much, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm um, really intrigued. Yeah, no, I can't say anything any more than that. Again, as I said, because it's such a big undertaking, I really need to think about yeah. whether or not I can actually do this. Do Commit to it. Yeah. i got every faith in you, though, because yeah. your fitness thing is, like, you really... I said this before on another show, just because I just I, I I like I like the way you just you just do it, because mm. and especially I, I think because it's so the opposite of maybe me in particular. I'm like I never feel um, geared up enough to like go to the gym, and you know I, I do want a hot body, but so the meme goes, I also want hot wings <laughs> all the time. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I can, I, I'm, when I look at you and I just watch you doing it, it's kind of like, it's inspiring. Yeah. Don't inspire me to, 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 to do want, it myself. I, just, I want everyone <laughs> to just like get on the fitness thing, whatever yeah. it is that you feel like you can do, be it swimming, running, boxing, whatever Eating spinach, it is. I'm yeah, good at that. Whatever it is, just because it just makes you feel so 
good when yeah. you feel it you're like raw actually did what i thought i couldn't for yeah. about an hour which is like the smallest part of your day yeah and then you just feel like you could lift literally you know yeah you can do anything and anyone it's an amazing feeling and it's free and you know you know you know what people actually do say that exercise is the most underused antidepressant out there do you remember trisha goddard that used to do the talk show the trisha, trisha. Yeah, yeah yeah and i think she she suffered from depression oh really and she said one of the the biggest i didn't know ways that. of her getting out of it was her doing exercise so she used to make it a thing mm. that she'd go walking around her lo- local park she used to take her dogs out and everything and yeah. then she got into it a little bit more and she said that was the thing that pulled her out of it along with obviously counseling and everything yeah. like that but she said she can't do without it now it, she has to do that otherwise yeah. she would just she can see herself going back to yeah. what she was so i have to say great. when you on those occasions which i do go for walks or just find myself walking or i'll say all right not the car today yeah like just walk it does give you that exhilarating feeling. It mm. does make your your mind kind of just pump that bit more, a bit more clearly. Yeah. It's almost like it kind of clears the zone. Yeah. It really does, and it, it energizes you. So I, I, I get def- my best get ideas that. when I'm working out. I promise you. Yeah, people. I've heard people say that. I love. really do. I just have like moments of clarity, and it's like I need to write down what I just thought about when I was doing those jumping jacks. I need yeah. to write it down. I need to do it. Yeah. Weird. No, I feel I feel you on that. You see, now we gotta see if it if it moves me enough to actually <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's it's there. I can't dispute it. It's you know, yeah, I see the benefits and I'm still just here chowing down. Alright, <laughs> Alright, right, one day I'm gonna spin around you. Cheza, let's go! Come on, drop it, give me twenty. Like, I mean, you know, I think that's actually what it needs to be, you know. <laughs> Just trick it by force, by force. <laughs> no, it's true. Okay. Oh, All yeah. right. So, um, as you said, we have a guest in the studio. Yeah. And um, I want to introduce her now. Her name is Jodie Barima, and she is a co-founder of a social enterprise called Paper Scissors Rock. Um, paperscissorsrock.org is where you can find information about that but Jody, say hi to our listeners hi guys hi everyone and <laughs> tell us about your social enterprise paper scissors rock okay so paper scissors rock is a social enterprise that uses arts and creativity um, as a tool um, to support and fight cancer so basically what we do is we go to hospitals we go to children's events etc and we do workshops um, art therapy in that kind of respect and the second part of it will be to be doing a fashion line and a jewellery line um, along the same realms. But the idea is for people that have had cancer or people that have gone through suffering to uplift them. Okay, nice. Ooh. And where, where do you do that? Is that is that London-based or is it national? Yeah, it's London-based it? at the moment, but we are planning to go um, international eventually when we take the gets off the ground. Okay, so tell us about the, the arts and creativity part of it. You said there's a tool to fight cancer. What yeah. kind of things exactly do you do? Well, I'm a creative at heart. Um, Lorraine's known me for a long time. Um, I design. I'm a fashion designer as well. And what we found was a lot of people, when they're sick or they're down, they find that drawing or making things, making jewelry access- accessories, etc., um, brings up their spirit. Sorry, lifts their spirits. Yeah. Um. So we found that we were both designers, me and a friend of mine, and she was a jewelry designer. I'm a fashion designer, and we found that instead of just designing for designing sake, we got fed up of it. We need to kind of give back and do something for a purpose because I lost my my spark. I lost my interest in design. 
So that's the road we're going down at the moment. Okay. And is that where, is that, does that tie into the fashion line, obviously, and the jewellery line that's going to... Yeah. So yeah. basically what it is, it's for the people, by the people. So the kids and the adults get to design accessories and pieces and they get manufactured and produced in real life. Mm-hmm. And then we sell them and a, pro- a, um, a part of the proceeds go towards um, Macmillan and Cancer Research. Okay, because that's how I was going to ask you. How yeah. does that tie in yeah. with um, the the fighting cancer? So it's it's there's the fundraising mechanism, mm-hmm. but there's also you know the people that you that you work with and you bring your social enterprise to. Are they currently dealing with cancer or people yeah. that have been bereaved by cancer? It's, it's not it's not solely for people with cancer, but it, the idea came about because a lot of our friends had suffered with it. My my um, partner, business partner. Um, had cancer before and we thought you know what we need to do something about this yeah. it's becoming so common now and it's not just older people mm-hmm. right. um, we lost a few friends and we were like we need to fix some. we need to fix this yeah. so we decided to um, start this organisation a year ago you know you're so right cancer is just I don't know if it is because we are in an era of news being able to be passed um, more um, like worldwide and we're hearing of of more incidences or if in reality it's true that it seems doesn't it that all d- d- if people agree tell me it no, seems no, like totally. more people are falling ill to cancer dying from cancer cancer-related causes and also it feels like the age of people dying from younger cancer is, is yeah it's, getting it's, younger it's younger. funny because apparently we're supposed to be a healthier society was supposed yeah. to be living for longer, but why is it we're getting all of these reports of people getting, you know, getting all these different types of cancers? It's yeah. really saddening. So it's really lovely to hear about an organisation like yours mm-hmm. that act that is, you know, that's kind of recognise the fact that you know people are suffering from this and they need some sort of support, some sort of outlet to help them. Yeah, through yeah, through through you know through the situation. It's really sad. So. Well done, you. Thank you. <laughs> Just the beginning. Is not, this is not all you do, Joji, is it? Because you are into fashion in another respect. Yeah, I also um, am a fashion accessory designer. Originally trained with Lorraine, actually, as a fashion designer <laughs> a long, long time ago. Time. Many moons ago. We'll talk about it another day. <laughs> and then I went into footwear design. So I worked for a few years as a footwear designer for um, the high streets, so a couple of high street stores, and mm-hmm. I designed um, for a while. And then I thought, you know what? I'm designing all these these amazing shoes. I'm going to Bertie. I'm going to Topshop. I'm going to Kirk Geiger and see my shoes in there. Yeah. No one knows they're mine. Mm. Right. What's the point? And for years and years, my boss was the worst boss in the world. I won't even mention his name. <laughs> but he wouldn't give me a pay rise. And it was my first fashion footwear job. And I didn't really know how to go about it. And in the end, I walked out after two years. I was like, I'm you done. You left the job. I just walked out. Big I had I'd planned in my head, like, this big entrance, exit, sorry. <laughs> I spoke to my mum about it. I was living at home. Mm. And she was like, look. If you can't find something, we'll support you for a while. But you have to leave. I was literally hiding in the toilets to waste time because I hated <laughs> at my work. Jobs at work. Wow. wow. Yeah. So yeah, he was mean. He was yeah. horrible. Everyone left all the time. And he literally used to tell us we used to clock in and out to go to the toilet. Yeah. He was just mean. You know, short man devil syndrome. <laughs> and so I thought, oh, yeah. you know what? Quite I'm doing well. all this work for him. And I'm not getting rewarded for it. So one day I asked for the pay rise again, finally. And he said, yes, mm. it was rubbish. It was like two grand. And it was like, at that time I was on like 18 grand. It was like 20 grand and mm. it wasn't much more. So I said, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. And I told him about himself mm. and I walked out. <laughs> I just walked out and I'm like, okay, so what am I going to do now? This big exit. I'm so amazing. But what now? I'm yeah. broke three months later. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I need to make money. So I started designing 
for people, freelance, mm, still, designing, still designing, still designing footwear. accessories, footwear, mm-hmm. freelance, sending it out and getting a lot of money for like one drawing of one, because one shoe can produce 20 different styles. Mm. And I never really understood that. So I did that for a while. And I, then I decide, decide, decided to start my fashion accessories line, um, JDB Accessories. Back in 2000, you said that so quickly. Sorry, so people I know really what it, you do. <laughs> Jody B accessories. Thank you, thank you, slower. thank you. <laughs> yeah, Jody B accessories, um, mm-hmm. which is a fashion accessories line, leather goods, um, made here originally, and then I went on to Ghana to produce. That's the bit that I'm really interested in. Um, you, you started here. You're based here, and then was there anything that kicked you? into thinking um i want to go to ghana you're of ghanaian heritage yeah i used to yeah i'm of ghanaian heritage and i go on holiday every year and i go back and i see what's going on and i'm like you know what the creative scene here needs some kind of kick it Mm -hmm. needs something and there was a lot of creative people there were a lot of um fashion forward people there but at that time there wasn't enough people that were producing from there that were making quality goods Mm. and exporting them so i had a great brainwave i'm like okay i'm gonna do that i'm gonna quit my job another job job in the uk yeah because i'm like i feel like i'm one of those people i'm as you know most creative people we kind of like sometimes to our like detriment we kind of like go off on a whim yeah we need to be free we need to i want to be free and i can't do a desk job and i've done loads of temping jobs at the time when i left i think i was working for tfl temping three weeks turned to two years i'm still there doing admin Mm. like Dying of boredom and escaping every time I could to go and like look at fashion stuff. (laughs) So I was like, you know what? This is not even life. I'm fabulous. I need to go and be fabulous. (laughs) So (laughs) I like that. that. I'm fabulous. No, I am. But what is this about? Why am I suffering here in TFL (laughs) when I've got all this talent? I studied for like seven years. I've got a degree. I've got um, a postgraduate certificate. I've studied every part of design possible. Can I just stop you and ask you how in particular you ended up in TFL? Because that's... Just not even on Can the I spectrum. So after I, I could tell you. that job, <laughs> that job that I walked out of, um, I did freelance design work, but I didn't really want to go back into f- the companies because I had such a bad experience, so I didn't really want to go and work for anyone. Mm. So I thought, okay, I can do some freelance work and temp. I ended up temping and two weeks turned to three months, three months, uh, a year and a half later, why am I still working for Dialeride? <laughs> what is this about so basically no shade to Dynamite no shade to Dynamite sorry sorry sorry. it's a good company but why am I doing this like I studied I've got like debt I've got all this like um, knowledge and background and information and I'm creative why am I answering the phone for people that are getting afraid yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, no. <laughs> and my boss knew that I didn't belong there. Yeah. He could see, like, he could see me photocopying using their, their facilities. And he knew, like, you know what? <laughs> go do your thing. So I decided I'm going to go to Ghana. But it was the plan was to go for a few weeks, see how it goes. So I went for a few weeks and I came back and I said. But when you say, sorry to cut across you again, when you say the plan was to go to Ghana, to go and do what? Okay, so the plan was to go to Ghana, to look for manufacturers and to see if I could actually manufacture my goods out there. Um, quality goods and then export them right so because I kept on going back every year I would kind of go back it was like a two three week holiday it wasn't long enough and at Christmas when you're disco dancing <laughs> nobody's interested to do work for you like right, people right. close from like November to January oh it's Christmas yeah Christmas is still in February in Ghana yeah. so there's nothing happening mm. so whenever I went at the, that, that time I couldn't get the manufacturing I couldn't get things done so I went I think it was like April and I'm like I'm gonna go for a few weeks and see how this goes and at that time I wasn't working for anyone 
so I could go and come as I pleased. And then for three weeks, my mum my mom had moved out there and she was like, you can't do anything in three weeks. Like, this is going up. Okay, cool. <laughs> so what should I do? She's like, if you're really serious about your life and you want to make a future, you need to just come. Don't put a limit on it, just come. So I'm like, okay, but I have to in my head, I have to send myself three months because I've never lived there. I'm scared of everything. I'm scared of every <laughs> flying and cockroach. Like, <laughs> I'm scared of rodents. I'm scared of, seriously, and I'm going to see Uganda. We, we are not, we're not trying to typify that no, as I'm being not, the I'm African not, experience, but I could, yeah, no, but I I'm can saying for vouch me, for I'm thinking, okay, going on holiday and running away and coming back is different from living and being in this mm. place where I'm going to have to work. So I was like, okay, if I tell myself three months, it's not, I'm not leaving England. I'm just going for three months, come back. So that's what I did. Mm. Well, <laughs> <laughs> two months later, after finding all these manufacturers and stuff was going on. Whilst um, you were there? Whilst I was there, I yeah. had to go and find them. I used to go on foot every day, um, go on the Chocho, which is like a, a van, if you don't know. It's like a van mm. that people get in. It's like a taxi, but a van. So it's a transit van, say. So everyone gets in it. You pay like one pound equivalent. You can go anywhere. So the reason why I was doing this is because I thought if I live here and I spend money like I'm on holiday, I'm going to run out of money. So I wanted to experience like the, the locals. Yeah. But everyone said, don't do it. You're going to die. It's dangerous. And it was, but it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. So I did all that. And then two months later, I'm like, I found all these guys. This is amazing. But now what? Okay. So I need money <laughs> to now <laughs> manufacture these things. Right. Cool. Go back to London. Right. Get some money together. Got some savings together. I'm going. I shipped everything. Literally. Shigana. Everything. And so this time you were thinking, this is it. This is it. This I need to real. go because I realised that if you go and make it, make something, you start something out there, you can't leave straight away. You need to establish it. Mm. And even if you have someone you trust there, you still can't leave. If it's your business and your life, you have to be ready to stay and commit. So I shipped all my sewing machines, all my levers, all my fabrics, everything I had, my TV, my everything. And I went. And luckily, I lived with my mum, so it was fine. I just went to the house, mm. didn't have to pay anything. And then I started the journey. Mm. <laughs> I like Can that. Can I just ask? I like, like that you, bold you, move. Though. Yeah, it is a very bold move. But um, did you do any research into like which countries kind of produce? Yeah. You know, I did. I, textiles I knew that. and things. Was yeah. it? Was it because obviously you're Ghanaian? Did you just want to? Did you just want to be like? I just want to go to Ghana because that's where I'm from. Uh, you know, I want to establish a business there. I want to contribute to the, you know, Ghanaian economy. Or, you know, was it something else? It was partly that, yeah. East Africa's really good for leathers and things. Yeah. But I also thought, you know what? My mum and everyone's gone back and they've retired. I don't want to be 65 and now been going back. I'm going to be tired. I want to sleep. Like, <laughs> I need to be able to establish something now. So by the time I'm 45, I can do something. Rather than going back at 60, you're tired and you're just miserable. Mm. So I thought, Ghana's the place. It's happening. The economy's kind of stable it's safe my people are there right yeah let me go nice and Thanks. the ending of the story <laughs> is <laughs> well well you know we need another like five shows the journey the road you know what it was the best experience i ever i ever have done and um, for me the problem was i went with this english mentality that i'm going to go and i'm going to show them how it's done and i'm going to like you know i've had the, the background and the um education here and i'm going to make it happen but what I didn't understand and what I didn't take on board, what everyone told me was, if you go to any country, mm. you have to remember that you have to adapt to their culture. You right. cannot expect them to yeah. adapt to you. And for the first three months, I cried every week. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. What was they the kind of frustration? You know, I'm the most <laughs> impatient person in the universe. I don't even know how I'm still even here. Listen, <laughs> let's just say, basic, I have to cut this short because I can talk forever. The things that you think 
it's just simple. Like, I'm going to go to the bank. I'm going to go to the cash point and get out £20 and just mm. go and have lunch with my friend. So one day, first experience, I went to the cash point to get out money. I'm not going to mention the bank. And it didn't work. There was no, the machine wasn't working. So I went inside the bank and I said, really politely, and I had to talk really slow because obviously I talk fast. <laughs> so I went, and I, and I have to put on an accent as well, otherwise, you know, it's just, it all gets a bit confusing. So I was really polite, really slowly. And I said, oh, excuse me. Um, I tried to take some money out, but the machine is not working. So, okay, you just wait. So I'm waiting, like, my cab's outside. And luckily, I don't have to pay you more money because it's like man. it's like a family driver. Yeah. But they didn't know that. I'm like, my cab's outside. Okay, what's going on? I'm waiting, but nothing. No one's moving. The person's telling me to wait, but she's still sitting looking at me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like fiddling with paper. Oh, so I'm experience. thinking, is she doing something or is she, am I supposed to wait for someone else? Is she called someone like secretly under the table? So... <laughs> <laughs> and she pressed the secret she button, does. yeah. <laughs> and she pops she goes, out. She goes out and comes back after I'm waiting. She gives me a piece of paper and I said, what's this pa- piece of paper for? She said, you write your amount here and your bank account number. So your account number's on your yeah. card. So I just did it, cool. So I give her the paper back. She says, five CDs, which is like five pounds. Why am I paying five CDs, please? You need to pay to use the withdrawal form to get out oh your money. Oh my God. And I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get money out. Like, <laughs> you've got my account number, my card's in front of you, your machine doesn't work. Yeah. Can you just give me the money? Like, I don't want to pay money to get money. It doesn't make sense. No. So, how do I get money out? Have you got a checkbook? Yeah. So, use it. It's at home. Okay, so you need to get your checkbook, write a check to yourself, and cash the check oh, to get out your money. Wow. So, this is just one. It's just, I'm going to like, like, speed this up. So in the end, out of frustration, now I'm pacing. Now the accent's gone. I'm just talking <laughs> fast. I'm cursing. I'm like, what is this about? Why am I here? I'm trying to get money out. I'm on the phone to my mum. I'm telling the whole world because I can't believe it. I'm just mm. trying to use the machine. I said to the lady, okay, you know what? How do I get our money? And now someone came up to me and said, if you shout, you know, if you're aggressive, they're not going to help you. They're thinking I'm crazy because I'm just, mm. I'm talking to myself, mm. walking up and down in this bank. In the end, I left the bank and I said, what do I do? She said, you can use the other. I said, when's the next nearest cash point to this bank? So say, let's say Barclays in Camberwell, Barclays in Brixton. Yeah, you need to go to Brixton. Okay, cool. I'm going to go to the other one because I can't deal with you. <laughs> there's a I sl- can't deal with you. <laughs> Listen to this, it gets better. Madame, there's a problem. But this is a small bank. It's not all banks. Yeah. This is just, this is like a small, like a nationwide type. What's the problem? The machine is centralised. As in, so if that one doesn't work, yeah. they all... They, they I can't even speak. <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe there's like there was small there was small banks. So maybe like five in the whole of like say mm. equivalent of like I don't know South London. <sighs> so it doesn't work anywhere <laughs> because this doesn't <laughs> work. This is just one of the little things. So after like a few you know times you're, you, this is happening to you, you get frustrated, yeah, yeah. Mm. or you'd go and like I go to the workers. I've cut the lever. This is happening. We're going to get there at seven and make it happen. I get there. There's no one there. The doors are locked. I'm ringing you. Where are you? Oh, there's a small problem. There's always a small problem. (laughs) (laughs) And most of you, if you don't know what I'll tell you now, when it rains in Ghana, maybe most of West Africa, like torrential rain, Mm. the world stops. Now, when I say it stops, if it's really bad rain, people won't go to work or school, like if they work like out of town to come into town because it's so dangerous. Yeah. When we were coming this morning, it was raining. But it's not raining now. So now, because he's seeing that, you know, I look kind of young, I'm a female, 
we can take the mick a bit. They were starting to like take advantage and I was really nice. That was right. the problem when I first went. I was going to get them breakfast. I brought croissants. Ah! I brought tea in the morning. You finished yourself. Yeah, oh because I goodness. thought that if, you know, we work, this is what I did here. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm nice and we can work together. It'll be fine. And then I realised after like week two <laughs> that they're sleeping and chilling out because they're thinking I'm not serious. Mm. Mm. So lots of different things happen. Isn't that a shame though? Just, Isn't is. that a shame, that kind of mentality yeah. that... Yeah, sometimes I, c- I see that in Nigeria as well. If you if you come there with an easy hand sometimes with with some people or some staff, it just, yeah, things don't get yeah. done. So you have to kind of come with Looking a bit of... Take your kindness for weeks. Yeah. yeah, I was so Lit- nice yeah, because I was just yeah. like, you know, we're together on, you know, teamwork yeah. makes the dream work. Nah, forget it. So in the end, I had to switch. And only when I switched and turned militant, mm. things got done. Mm. And I used to say to my aunts, why are you always shouting at your workers? Because nothing happens if you don't shout. Right, right. yeah. Or you don't have force, or you don't, you know, you're yeah, not serious. Yeah. So, right. too nice, too nice. It was interesting. You know, I do want to ask you, I've noticed that within the, probably the last three to five years has been like, you know, this emergence of kind of African fashion and you have lots of kind of like mainstream retailers now kind of like with their eyes on Africa. So I've noticed yeah. like brands like Topshop and ASOS are starting to use, you know, like kind of like Kente cloth and, you know, kind of, you know, traditional African print, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. in their, in their, in their, um, in their shops now. So I don't know if you, if you know, if you have any kind of insight to whether or not, you know, there are more kind of Western kind of um, retailers who are really looking to kind of, look into Africa for fashion and or, or anything like that like can you talk about that um, at all? for me I shouldn't really say this but I'm gonna say it when I was studying and when I was designing originally I was adamant I was never ever going to do anything related not because I'm ashamed or anything because I'm mm. very like anything Africa related yeah, anything because I felt like I'd studied how we study and how we work here mm. they teach you about concepts and ideas and you can you know and for me I felt like I don't have to make clothes or accessories with prints to prove mm. that I'm African. Mm. And so I, I was adamant I was never going to use prints, ever. I only used leather mm. for years. And then one day someone was like, oh, they wanted me to make them a belt. So I made them a belt with fabric and leather and everyone loved it. But I didn't want to do it because everyone was doing it as well and I felt like I don't want to be a follower. And also it was, I wasn't into it. It wasn't my thing. Like mm. My mum had it for years. All our mums had it for years and it wasn't, it wasn't this news phenomenon for us. Like For years my mum's got loads and loads of trunks and suitcases of fabrics like for funerals and weddings and someone died and someone's born and like she never makes them Mm. she just saves them because it's 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 a commodity yeah so for me it wasn't like oh my god this is a revolutionary thing so i was like i'm not doing it i'm not touching it Mm. and then i i saw that how everyone was taking it on board here and i'm like it's not authentic Mm. i didn't want to do it but when i went there i had to adapt because that's what everyone wanted. Mm. Okay. Well, over in Ghana, yeah? In Ghana. That's what they wanted. They wanted it there, yeah. and they wanted it here, and at that time, it was happening. Did they want it in, like, because what I've noticed here is that they'll take, like, for instance, like, kente cloth, yeah. and then they'll just make a pencil skirt. And pencil mm. skirt, as you know, Jodie, is a really simple thing to make. There's no kind of, yeah. nothing, no extras or anything like that. It's a really simple pattern to make. But however, because it's in that fabric, it's like, oh, wow, this is yeah. new, this is amazing. Mm. So when you went to Ghana, were they asking for like traditional things made in in you know in african print or were they looking for a traditional kind of western look but in an african print okay so most people that are african or or know about african 
fashion know that it's quite flamboyant and big and the bigger the shoulders, the bigger the frill, the bigger the, you know, our mums had shoes and bags and cloth on their head to match. You mean like, shoe and bag? Yeah, shoe and bag. Shoe and bag. So the people, the young people, the younger generation, they've kind of made it contemporary. So right. it's kind of like blazers, smart trousers. It's, it's the same as what you're saying about people here mm. because they want to kind of make it not about African print. It's more contemporary fashion. So now it's not looking like the big cloth that our parents used to wear. It's looking yeah. like it's it's fashionable. Mm. So like Macs, for instance, you know, um, small clutch bags. Yeah. So they want it's the same over there. Mm. But what was frustrating me the most, what irked me the most, you know, I'm like really conceptual. I want to do things that fly and those <laughs> sorts of things. Like my my accessory were not they were not simple. They were not you know basic accessories. They wanted me to do like the most simplest and basic of things, and I was mm. like. I've done all this work and <laughs> studying <laughs> and degree. I come all yeah. this way. <laughs> and I'll go to the meeting and I'm like, okay, so I, I did some work for um, Wadeen, a, f- a f- company out there that make um, fabrics. Oh, right. I've, I've heard of them. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so I'm a designer. I want to do this, this, this. I called them from London. I had big plans because basically they work with Velisco, which is a, their sister brand mm. and they're based in Holland. So I wanted to design for them. Okay, great. But they're in Ghana, Wadeen. So it's like a um, diffusion line fabric so okay I've got all these great ideas and I'm like I'm going to blow them away I've got metallic levers mixed with fabrics all this stuff <laughs> so she lo- <laughs> the lady looked at all my stuff she's like this is wow this is wow so yeah so can I work for you can we do something together she said they're not going to understand it here and you know when you just feel like mm. Your whole world has ended and you just want to cry Mm. because I was like, I've got all these grand plans and we can do this. And they just weren't ready. Mm. Was there a little part of you that was like, oh my God, my people, man, why would you just accept what I'm bringing to you? Why are you you accepting like European fashion that I see all day, every day when I'm back home? Like you should be slightly different. It It was killing me. (laughs) Do you know what they told me one day? This is what this woman said to me. I love your stuff. You're so creative. It's amazing. She said, we just need this bag of a flower. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? So this is me, my metallic levers, the levers matching the, the trim on the, yeah. the the fabric, like the cloth is, ma- it's all amazing. I've got levers from London, I've got buckles, I've got all this stuff. I want to make laptop bags for men. Mm. They just want a strap. <laughs> <laughs> just pare it down. Oh, <laughs> and if they don't need all this futuristic yeah. stuff. If anything, you give them a brown button and a cream one. Options. <laughs> oh god! So, wait, wait. She said those are options. I must have killed the creative so, in you. You didn't even have to study and do this. I thought so all this time. Mm. I could have just come here with a drawing, because you just want a button and two different <laughs> buttons. I mean, we like like well, going back to uh, what Jody was saying about how we know each other. We uh, we both studied fashion and we learned things like you know how to um like kind of what's it take a garment and like turn it inside out upside down and make it into another garment and things like that as Jodie said really yeah deconstruct reconstruct really conceptual things so to go from that to could you just like you know being told to just pare it down yeah Yeah. could you just make a belt or could you just like no 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 I've got I've got this and this is my idea (laughs) and I made it when you lift up the flap yeah do you know and like you're trying to explain and then they just go yeah if you could just so I totally (laughs) It's like, it's actually soul destroying. You're just like, and that's why a lot of people who study fashion aren't in fashion anymore because it can really like take your life 
it's sauce. gone. Yeah. And I lived, I would eat, sleep and breathe. I remember dating guys and taking my sewing machine to their house. Like, I was not mm. going to not sew. I was mm. so into this. This is my world. And then I just thought, this is not going to work. <laughs> wow. This is not going to work. Do you know what I want to pick up on, though, is uh, the trend of, it's, it's more outside of not involving fashion, but it's another part of your story, which is you as somebody, you, were you born here? Yeah, I was born here. So you as somebody who was born here, raised here, complete Londoner. Passports you know, red. Passports red, all the rest of it. Getting to that point where to feel like you could make it or where, where you could step out and really do something and achieve something, you weren't looking here. You were looking back, if I call it that, back only because your parents had come from there. So back in that sense, outside of the UK. And that's something that I've definitely noticed for people of our kind of mm. 30s generation that have been born and raised here, complete you know, UK to the bone, but just get to a point where it's like, do you know what? I can't do it in the UK. What I want to do mm -hmm. and the person I want to be, and especially for, you know, black people or people from um, African or um, Caribbean backgrounds, looking, having been raised here, getting to that point of feeling like, do you know what? But this ain't it. Mm -hmm. This place is not letting me do what I need to do. So I kind of, I, I just, I, I want to go. I want to yeah. go. And I think I think that's really interesting. And did that in some way kind of influence you? Because could you not have done what you wanted to do here? Yeah. Or did you feel like you yeah. could or you no. felt like you couldn't? I felt like on the, the scale and the grant and the, like I have all these ideas and plans of I wanted to be this like global designer. I want to travel. I wanted, I spent so much money on PR, um, with with other designers, with manufacturers, etc., making bags and accessories, and they were like, "It's great, it's fantastic, but you haven't got a name for yourself. No one's going to buy it." Is that here? Here, right. I went to a meeting with um, Liberty and a, another one, Fennec. Mm. Loved the stuff, loved the stuff, but the problem was the markup. They have like three, I think it's times three or times four. So by the time that they put the price so of like the bag, four, my bag would be six hundred pound because right. I've paid like. £80 to get it made. So I'm like, how am I ever going to make money from this? And she was like, you need to go to Europe. I did trade fairs. I did exhibitions. I spent money like, I didn't care because I wanted it so bad. I was spending money like it was going out of fashion just to make a label. And then one day I said, it's, it's enough. Like, I'm not making the money back. And I was killing me. Mm. And I knew that I could go to Ghana and, and see if I could do something on a smaller scale and also give back to Ghana as well and help grow the economy. That was the plan. Um, and it did come with its challenges, but I feel like now I've been there, you know, you can do anything in the world. I'm not even exaggerating. Yeah. Like I've been there now and I, people know who I am and I have a, a name for myself and I didn't stay, but um, I return and I'm doing other projects there. But you can actually do whatever you want to do if you have the patience and resilience and you want to <laughs> work hard. Is that in, are you saying that in, in Africa, in More Ghana? More so in Africa. Because it's it's developing, yeah. And where I feel where I feel like here is saturated and it's finished, because it's developing and there's still so much room for growth, not just with for Ghanaians, for people in general, whites, black, Asians. So many people are there now working, yeah, and making businesses, making lives, making a family out there. Um, there's parts of Ghana you go to you don't even think you're in Ghana, yeah. Which is kind of good and bad, no, kind of good and bad. Um, but people are doing it and they're not they're not even African. So why can't I do it? Yeah, mm. I think, do you know, what you just said there really resonated with me in terms of whenever I've been in Nigeria, like my parents are from Nigeria, I'm Nigerian, 
whenever I've been in Nigeria, I always have that feeling of, I know I could make it here. You know, I know I can make it here. It's for, actually, it's actually for me to like extract myself from it, this yeah. London life and kind of like go there and do it if I really wanted to. Not that, you know, I haven't got things going on here, but I never, I don't have that feeling here. Mm. I, and, I, and I definitely have the same thought as you that over here is saturated. Everything is done. And if it's not done, it's stitched up in such a way that you ain't doing yeah. it. We're not yeah. letting you yeah. in the door to do it in every kind of industry. And I'm really proud to see, you know, a few of our friends, we were discussing somebody um, off off air, somebody who's really making strides in their music career. But no, mm. it's not here. Mm. Mm. It's not here. It's in, it's in America. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? So I kind of, I feel, I feel what you're saying and I feel that same, I feel the pull of Africa. Mm. I feel the pull of Africa. For me, in, in my personal life, I definitely feel the pull of Africa in my professional yeah. life as well. Do you know what it is? I think there's a sense of purpose as well when you when you're here. You don't have that sense of purpose. Like definitely. You, you definitely have that thing of like I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah, I'm just going around in circles. Is it like a, a disconnect? Thing. Yeah, yeah. So the minute you leave and then you go to somewhere, especially where it's a place where the majority of people look like you, you get the sense of oh, I belong. Yeah. Oh, as I said, a mm. sense of purpose. Yeah, like you know. The world is your oyster. You can see the opportunities that are there. They're literally in your face. But yeah. sometimes when I'm here, I just, I don't see that. And it's really difficult because sometimes for me personally, I have all these ideas in my head and then it's like, okay, so how am I going to execute these yeah. ideas? Because I need to do A, B, C and D. And I know that getting from A to B to C is virtually damn near impossible because A, as you said, it's saturated. Yeah. B, the money that you need. You can get money, however... And do you, you have know. the network? Mm. Yeah. Do you have the well, network for it? That's what yeah. I was going to say to you also as well, because, uh, okay, so Ghana, Africa, wherever you're from, I would say if you want to do it, don't hesitate, but also plan well. Mm. Don't, don't do what I did, because um, <laughs> I'm just not even. But if you, if you have something going on here, mm. make your money, make it happen, and then go and establish something small there. Don't go and think, I'm going to just mm. give up my whole life in England and run away. Don't ever do that, because... Yeah. You, this is still quite grounded and quite safe and quite, you know, the economy is stable and things like that. Mm. So I would say if you could do something whereby you are here and you're making your money still and maybe you could do con something like a consultation or whatever it is for the meantime while you're trying to find your feet. Because remember, it's still a third world country and it's <laughs> not, as much as it is growing, but I wouldn't say pack up and leave. Everyone run, let's go, because you'd be stupid to do that. Yeah. Um, I've, I've lost the point I was going to say. But also... um. What was the question you asked? I can't even remember now. It's gone. Um, whether there was... I uh, know. I, well, I think you did answer it about whether part of the pull um, was... Oh, yeah. That was it. Not being able to achieve yeah. here, which so many people kind of feel. That mm. they can't. Trust me, when I say I've heard so many stories, I've met so many people. You can do anything you want. I was walking down the road. This is random. And someone came up to me and was like... Is this in Ghana? This is in Ghana. Mm. And I shaved off my hair. And someone said to me... You look like a model. You model. I'm like, I'm like way too old, way too big <coughs> to be a model. Okay, you know what? We're doing a TV show. Do you want to come on TV and talk about your hair? I'm like, mm, what is it <laughs> called? It's called the One Show. So it's like quite a big TV show out there. Mm. What am I going to talk about? We're going to talk about women and weaves and hair and why. I was like, okay, cool. I do anything. Okay, cool. I went on this TV show and had an interview with um some one of the an actress out there, Jocelyn Dumas. She's out there at the moment and she's quite um no. And I did this interview, and within three days, 
I'm not even exaggerating. I'd walk down the road and people would be talking to me. Like, That's the girl from the TV whispering, pointing. I'm like, it was just like a talk show, having yeah. a conversation about why right. women wear weaves, why women cut their hair. And then I left and I was like, I could actually do anything. I just came back three weeks ago and I was in a restaurant and someone said to me, it's a white guy that's been back there. He worked in a bar in Shoreditch and he was like just a bartender, whatever, a cocktail mixer. And he went back to Ghana. He went to Ghana, not back to Ghana. He went to Ghana and did the same kind of thing, went on holiday. He ended up staying there. And he's like, do you know what I'm doing now? I'm like, what are you doing now? He's like, I'm, in, I'm a big movie star. I'm like, what do you mean you're a movie <laughs> star? What? He's like, listen, <laughs> do you want to be in the movie? Do you oh, want to be in the film? I was God. like, what do you mean? White guy, what do you mean? I'm in a film. You, you know, you could do anything you want if you're brave enough yeah, to, to, yeah. to put yourself I can't go. To, I can't go and say I want to be an actress. I can't act. Well, I kind of can. But <laughs> you couldn't just, you, you can't just go to like BBC and like, okay, I want to make a documentary. Mm, okay, so who are yeah. you? Like, you can literally do anything and start anything up if you're, if you have, yeah, enough, enough um, guts and you want to kind of see it through. Like the, the world or the country, I'd say, is your oyster. Yeah, I like I like that note actually, mm. and I think that that hopefully will resonate with because I was I was saying to you, um, La, that I was having a conversation um, recently with somebody who's also in my profession, another black person, he's a guy, and he was saying about recognizing the same trend like within his kind of peer group and also as guys coming to the point of realization that even though you're born here, mm. even though you're big old profession, it, professional in one of the oldest professions, yeah. not prostitution, <laughs> no. okay. you that. know, like, um, that he, he still doesn't have that feeling of acceptance mm. of belonging, having been born, raised here, schooled here, educated here. And, and, traversed through so that he's you know he's at a, a, a high point yeah. in his career a very good set of chambers a very good establishment set of chambers and still feeling like that's a horrible feeling to have you know that's what i'm thinking so it's it's, yeah. it's i think i think that that is more it's more common mm. than we probably realize and mm. um, between us and probably that's why we do find that what, what i certainly found that a number of people reach, like I said, 30s and are just like, London ain't it, UK mm. ain't it, I'm going, I'm going home. Mm. I'm going home or I'm, I'm going somewhere where, like you said, there are people that look like me. Mm. Because what e even that as a, as a cushion or that as a, as a manifestation around you sometimes creates a different level of comfort yeah. for you to be able to go forward and then try Definitely. to do the things that you want to do. So yeah, I think it's I think it's really interesting, Jodie. We've loved having you on um, the show. So what we then tend to do with our guests is <laughs> to get them involved in um, our other topics. So La, what's our other? What are some of our other topics of the week that we're okay. going to talk about? So we're going to move on to this topic here. Um, oh, this is about career actually, which kind of touches on what we were discussing just before so does career take over your life too much when you are single yes <laughs> has your career now become your lover don't know about that but boy <laughs> let me answer our guest i know you got something to say about it but jody does what you career got to take say? over your life when you're single i think that when you're single you're allowed to be selfish so if it's the the career is the thing that's fueling you mm. you're going to put more focus onto that and you've got more time and you don't have to 
you know, think about someone's feelings or be compassionate or whatever else because it's you. Like even me now, like my my day job, I teach as well as my um, company. But I also do a lot of fitness and sports and things. And last year I decided I cannot swim. <laughs> no, seriously, this is serious. I cannot <laughs> swim. And I'm fed up of going on holiday and holding the camera or splashing and looking like I, I'm cool when really I can't swim. I'm not scared of the water. <laughs> I just don't know what to do when I get there. So I decided to take it upon myself to do swimming lessons. And I, I can officially say I'm now a swimmer. I can swim. Like on my Woo! own without eight. 25 metres? No, the other day I did, what is it, eight lengths? Eight, 25 times yeah, eight. Yeah, that's 25 metres in a pool. It's like a standard Yeah, pool. they make you do stand. Yeah. yeah. So you did 200 okay, metres. That's pretty good. I couldn't swim. Very so good, in fact. To the point where now... If my friends call me, they're like, no, Jodie can't go out on a Thursday. She goes to church. They call it church because I will not miss swimming. So I oh, feel wow. like because I'm so into certain things, like I have gym Monday, Wednesday and Saturday and swimming on Thursday. If someone calls me to go on a date, mm, I might have to rethink. He has mm, to get around those commitments. Yeah, because yeah. this is what I'm into. But do you not think that that might create a block if you get so consumed? So it's, it, it's kind of like it's in tune with what we're saying because it's not necessarily career, but it, then just what broadening it a bit it's like any any activity that you have while single you can get so subsumed in it that and, and not in a negative way just in a kind of passionate I'm really enjoying this this is what I really like to do kind of way that do you think it can um like maybe block out and make you maybe not not see what, miss out on, yeah, miss yeah, out on possibly, but also I feel like if I met someone tomorrow and I'm going to the gym on Monday. He's not going to be upset with me. He'll be like, okay, let's go together. Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah, but if you met if you met someone who said, I want to take you out on a Monday, then you said, no, I've got gym. And they were like, they looked at their diary and they said, okay, you know what? Wednesday looks good for me. And you were like, like, no, 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 I've got gym. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, I would. Okay. I want to. Yeah. Obviously, I want to meet someone. So, yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to obviously go on a date. Yeah. But I'm saying if that's what I want to do, I'm not going to. I'm not going to stop if I start dating you because this is what I do because yeah. you're going to do your 400 press up still <laughs> you know what I mean like gosh <laughs> just saying we could do it together it'd be more fun we could go on gym day <laughs> yeah that sounds like hell to me anyway <laughs> alright listen there's this um, I have to quickly digress and go back onto the point but I've seen this this um, video of, of this couple. company oh, who have put out like these um yeah, couples, several couples who exercise together. together. Yeah, together. I, I do actually. I do like the look of it. It and looks, looks kind of cute, sexy it. It as does. hell. Yeah, I was gonna. Like, I was even gonna say sexy. Oh, I was gonna say sex, sexual. I want a man just for that. Like, I need a date. Anybody? <laughs> anyone available? Because this looks good. I, I Email us two girls podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. But you gotta be buff because we gotta look like the people in the video. Like, don't come here with your big belly hanging out and thinking that this is gonna oh, work because no. it's not. I want to look. And don't like be five nine them. and try and round up to six foot. She yeah, don't like that. Like, no, listen. Someone who's 5'11, I know, know what, what I know what six foot looks like. I know what six foot looks like. <laughs> Everyone's always trying to round up nowadays. How tall are you? 5'11. That's really random because I just go off point for one minute. I'm about to buy a bed and I've just moved house. And my friend was like, You can't get a standard bed. I was like, Why? She goes, Because when you have a guy, he might be too tall for the bed. And I'm like, What? <laughs> so the bed's like four by six. Okay, if he's looking at the bed, then so be it, isn't it? Like, let's like, 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 go back. buy one no, but you need to think what? about that. He needs to ass like, assume the victim position. <laughs> oh, gosh, no, don't. What are you talking about? If you know what don't. I'm talking about, listen to Cut the Chat. Shout Explains out to it all in there. Shouts out listen. to Lee. But, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> to Korea. To, yeah, Korea... Um, sometimes it does. It, it is does. my lover at the moment. I'm really sorry. I think I'm so scared of, like... 
if I do get into a relationship yeah. and then my career gets sidetracked and I'm so involved with this person yeah. that if the relationship doesn't go well, that I've, I don't have that to fall back on, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I've put all of my eggs into one basket, him being the basket, yeah. and then I'm back to square one, whereas he's okay. I just have that massive fear. Yeah. And I'm, I know that I shouldn't have that, but I do. I You know, I need something for me, and my career is for me. Mm. So I think it's all about balance, really. You have to find yep. the time to, yeah. you know, to, to, to do you. your career to the best of your abilities and also find the time to, you know, dedicate to whoever your partner is yeah you have to find that balance and i think i don't even think it's finding the time to dedicate to your partner actually i think it's t finding the time then to dedicate just to you mm. and life yeah and then part of that will include if you have a partner your partner and if not then just cultivating other parts of your life so that you don't become um so kind of like one tracked that's something that i think i'm battling with now mm. just because i feel like late last year and, and into this year have kind of not gone up a gear but yeah kind of gone up a gear because of the change I remember I, I moved chambers and stuff and it's just that gave me a new lease of life but it also gave me um you know just a different kind of workload now more instruction is coming in more frequently bigger and better cases and it's kind of it's 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 taxing mm -hmm. definitely taxing juggling it and you know, I still try to maintain my social life, but I do notice that <coughs> it it suffers. Yeah. It, su it suffers not just because sometimes I can't I can't um, commit to it. Saturday dinner, I know. By that's flesh. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> then, but also because when e even outside of not being able to commit to it, I'm tired. I'm tired mm. when I'm not wet. I'm tired. Mm. I'm tired, you know, and, and you that, just yeah. want that time. And that side of it as well, the tiredness as well. So obviously you come home, you might come home to your partner and he might want to talk your ears off. Or yeah. It might be the other way around. You might want to talk his, his ears off. Yeah. And you're tired. The tiredness can kill a relationship yeah. because you're not talking. Yeah. You're just like, no, but let's be serious. Are you single? Yeah. You single? Yeah. Okay. We're all single here. There's three of us. <laughs> Let's be serious. If you met a decent guy today that knows you're hardworking and dedicated, and he is as well, this is not going to be a problem. No, we'd work it, it out. You'd work I know it what out, you mean. Because hopefully he's element. ambitious and driven. I know, like, yeah. obviously you need time together. Go to the gym together. Sleep when you're both tired. Lie in bed together. Sleep. Yeah. Talking them. You know, like. But, but where's you the find the way. Where's the time for you to you like meet that person? Yeah, and not even oh, that, that. Just to like interact with that person on on a level. You can't just be two people in a room <laughs> just sleeping. Yeah. In the same yeah, bed. Yeah. Yeah. As, nice, as nice as that is, though. Lying but down you, and yeah. just like you make time. Out. If you met a guy today you really liked and you really felt a connection with, you'll find the time. Trust Do you me. know what? You're, you're absolutely you're right, but it is, it is a it's struggle. Difficult. Difficult. I talk about my diary now in terms of dots, <laughs> as in every time I look in my, my professional diary under all the months, all the months, there's just dots in every day, dots and those yeah, dots are Yeah, but let's be honest, if you were married I don't know or you had five children, that. you would still have the dots. Maybe I know, and I'm kids. scared. I I actually yeah. think about that, and I don't, I, I, I don't know. I know it would have to work because 
it, it just would have to work. But honestly, Jodie, I, d- I don't yeah, know yeah. how it's going to work. That's what I'm saying. Look, I'm sitting there now yawning. <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real. Like, it wants to go home and see my and the thing and is, see my bed. I'm like, who's going to get the attention? No, no, but, the, but the thing is, you've been, thing, you've been saying that for the past three weeks. Yeah. And then that was my tagline for probably the, the, the <laughs> 10 weeks before that. Just, how's it going? Just time. This is the thing now. This is the thing. Remember, you get what you put out. So yeah. if this is what you want, and you keep on this path, it mm. won't happen because mm. you're telling the world that it's okay, I'm all right, I'm cool, I'm busy. Mm. Like right now, I'm inviting this person into my life. My friend was like, you're decorating your house, there's too much colour. You need to, I'm like, forget all this, I want to do me. But it's true, you need to be able to be open and have that inviting spirit because yeah. you will block your blessing. Mm. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what? Um, moving away um, from the topic and onto what I learned this week. Can we go on to that segment? Yeah, yeah, What I learned to w- this yeah. week? Because I, I want to say, one of the things that I um, learned this week was that the universe works for you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Even when you don't know that the universe is banging for you. <laughs> Ooh, la, la. La is doing some... <laughs> just had a slight wardrobe malfunction <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> Nothing so like Janet Jackson, but God, <laughs> God, Lee. Like, what's going on? But yeah, but okay. yeah, the universe, <laughs> the universe works for you, even when you, you're right in what you say, and that's why I kind of w- really wanted to just quickly jump into that subject. That when you put it out there of the kind of things that you want, because I've been really specific about. Um, talking about the kind of professional things that I want to kind of move into and the little kind of side shoots of things that I want to do. And, you know, some of them are manifesting and they're manifesting in completely unplannable ways. People that you forgot you even had as a contact and just come in full set and they're in some new position and it's like trying to bring you... And it's just like, wow, Mm. the universe... He's working. So that's definitely what I learned this week, that even when you don't know it, the universe is riding for you. Amen. Hallelujah. What you learned this week? Nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're, you're being me. <laughs> I remember when I was in this one, so I feel you. It's I feel like, you, babe. I'll take, I'll take what you learned this week. Yeah. I actually like what Jodie said about blocking your blessing. Yeah. I mean, maybe I need to be just a little bit more open, but... I just feel like I've got so much that I want to achieve. Yeah. I don't I actually don't have time for any extra stuff. I've actually stopped accepting certain things that have yeah. come my way and said, no, I need to I need to finish doing this. I think I said that to you before that I have a habit of starting things yeah. and okay. not finishing them. But it's like, nah, I need to do this. The power yeah. of no, right? Yeah, yeah. pretty the much. The power of no. We need to talk about that, that on yeah. another book, episode. I've got a book. What a book? book? By, by not called the power of no it's called something yes something yes something yes. <laughs> the power of yes is it the year of yes <laughs> the year of yes lisa's reading my it. friend's oh, got it, it from me seriously it really i've just started reading it it's by sandra shonda rhymes shonda rhymes yeah. <laughs> oh. scandal shonda not, rhymes. not sandra yeah. shonda rhymes yeah. listen basically talking about she realized that every time she got offered something she'd say no mm. And her sister was like, why are you saying no to this? Why are you saying no to this? You always say no to everything. What's your problem? And she said, you know what? Maybe I need to assess my life. And she realized it was fear. Mm. Mm. And in the end, like she got offered things like going to have dinner at Obama's house and whatever. She said no because she'd have a partner. She don't want to be the odd one out, et cetera, et cetera. She started to say yes to things that she knew she couldn't do or Mm. possibly she wasn't able to do. And she realized that the world just changed. Mm. 
because even if she couldn't do it, she was open to thinking that it's a possibility yeah. and her whole life changed. Wow. So we might need to get that book lot. Now we're writing scandal. Seriously. How many millions yeah. Yeah. in the her year bank of account? Yes. Not just scandal. Yeah. I think sh- um, Grey's Anatomy, she's behind that. And yeah. also How to Get Away with Murder. Murder, yeah. Co-writing yeah, well. on that. Like, I'm similar to you when you said, like, I want to do everything. Like, I yeah. feel like... I wrote like something on my Instagram the other day. I changed my Instagram name and I my I said to myself like people are dying, people are sick, etc. Mm. My eulogy needs to be banging. Like I cannot be like yeah. they came to my funeral I'm like oh okay so now I teach. Oh she's a teacher and she was nice and she made us laugh. No, <laughs> like you, there needs to be like speeches upon speeches upon speeches. I need to come and leave a mark. Otherwise, what's the point? Mm. Yeah. Like so many people just live, go on holidays and die. Like it's not enough. Yeah. I've got so much to bring to the world, but at the same time, I want to meet a guy. I need to procreate. Listen, the email address is about. Like, <laughs> I feel like, do you know what? In my life plan, I was 28 with three kids and a horse. Like, I don't know where the horse <laughs> came into it. But yeah, I lived I lived in an area where all my friends at school had horses. And I was like, when I'm 28, I'm going to have three kids and a horse. Mm. Why am I 36 in three weeks' time? Oh, wow. Like, anyway. You can still have your kids. Yeah, your no, horse. it's happening. It's happening. Yeah. I just don't know when gonna happen but i need to be open because be open. i think i'm ready okay, now. okay so that's what we've all kind of learned is that we need to be open so we Definitely. don't block our blessings so do not block your that's blessings. what i've learned this week so thanks for that jody you apart from hold on can i just backtrack apart from randoms talking to you on the street like you know yeah yeah, yeah. you can block them you can block them <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so let's move on to our relationship dilemma okay so this is called my man won't pay okay so somebody's (laughs) written in and they've said i've been in a four-year relationship with my partner he has some amazing qualities but i but i believe him to be extremely tight with his money an example of his tightness came into play recently when we went on a couple's date at a very nice restaurant when it came time to paying the bill the men in their respective relationships paid for their partners as in their girlfriends um pay for their bill my boyfriend only paid for himself, citing that if you want to be an independent woman, then I needed to pay for myself. Oh, wow. Of course, I felt very embarrassed at this and didn't want to make a scene at the restaurant. After we left, I asked him if he realised how embarrassing that was That was for me. He laughed it off and he still maintained, sorry, that if women want equality, they shouldn't, ex- they shouldn't expect to have their meals bought for them. Paying for myself isn't a problem, but at that moment, I really questioned him and how he sees me in this relationship. Do you have any advice as to how I should handle the situation? Am I being overly sensitive about him embarrassing me whilst on the couple's date? Drop him, loser. (laughs) Why why are you saying that, though? You know what? It's not even the pain thing, you know, although I am, you know... That I have a nickname, Nigerian Princess, and it's, you know, it's just like an <laughs> expectation for me. And I don't really care. I want anyone saying I'm a gold digger because I remember one time we were at a debate show and mm. men were bandying that term about. And I was like, what what gold do you lot own anyway? You lot ain't even doing not copper around even here. Plastic. Not even plastic. Not even brass. Not even wood. <laughs> do you, do you, do you, <laughs> what do you own here? Are you talking cheek. about gold digging? Do you even <laughs> earn more than me, dudes? Like, I don't want to take it there, but mm. do you know what I mean? So I have I have this kind of thing. I think it may, may just be the kind of, let me move it away from that kind of, mm. oh, you know, they must pay. It's, I just think it's just the way I've been brought up. It's kind of like traditional that the man takes on that role. And then if people want to argue about 
whether, well, if there's true equality, then you, shouldn't you pay? Well, if there's true equality, there shouldn't be a gender pay gap mm. for starters. So, you know, I don't really want to go nitpicking through that. But the problem that I have with the, the dilemma, as this lady's written in about, is the way that her partner went about it. Like, if you don't want to pay for me, just don't pay for me. But mm. don't make some political statement about not wanting to pay for me because then and i'm just gonna in front of other people. in front of other people i'm just looking at you like bruh nah you know just like don't do it that way if you yeah, just want to be like if you just want to be like okay so everyone's paying the bill and then you maybe just turn to me and say okay babe so your share is 40 and mine's 40 yeah, yeah. so are you going to pay on your card so mm. so that i so i get where you're coming yeah. from i'm not even really going to be let me not lie. Yeah, I'll still uh, be side-eyeing. I would I would be side-eyeing. Yeah, but yeah. then I would just be kind of quietly side-eyeing, thinking, oh, okay. Or maybe I'll be thinking to myself, oh, maybe he just has, doesn't have it. I won't, I won't jump to any kind of conclusion. But you see, when he now turned it into some kind of political <laughs> fist-pumping statement of, oh, if you want to be independent, then pay for yourself. Now, nah, that's not it. Because you've got an issue, you've got a silent issue, mm. but you want to try and kind of flip it onto my plate by citing my my, my desire mm. to be independent, mm. as if I walk around saying, oh, no, I, I'm independent. Because if I was independent, then what are you even doing here if we strip it back to that level? Mm. What are you, what are you, why am I in a relationship if I want to be so independent? Mm. So, yeah, I didn't really like the way he dealt with it, lady. I would, I would tell him. That needs to change. You might need to discuss with him about what what that is. Jody, would you? I think? feel like first of all, okay, that statement is yeah, it's it's ludicrous. But first of all, I'm, I'd be embarrassed because embarrassed. even if you don't have the money, like maybe you're, you're short or whatever, there's people here. If it's one on one, I'd be embarrassed. But now there's a group of us, so this should have been pre-discussed if you if this is what you do but i'm used to guys paying and when guys haven't paid i've known why they haven't, haven't paid i don't mind paying right. it's not a problem mm. but like if we're gonna go in public this is embarrassing yeah like i'd rather give you my card and you pay for my card because mm. this doesn't look good as a man mm. for you when all the men are paying and you're the one that's like come on like come mm. yeah it's the, it's the big statement just, of it and the yeah, statement like, is so bold it's but obvious. It's so, it's so like come on does it make a would it make a difference if the man had the money and him to him just on principle alone he's just not paying for you i mean if if but i, I would you know what i would still i'm like you i would want to know ahead of time like, save the embarrassment i don't do embarrassment don't be level. at the dinner table making making statements like that it's, it's unnecessary that it, that it, it really turned it into a thing if you don't want to pay mm. and your thing is that you don't pay then just don't pay. Just don't You're pay. You're drawing attention to the, mm. s the fact that we're a couple and maybe there's three other couples. Just and just the statement as well, oh, you want to be independent. Yeah. That that starts ringing, yeah, and that starts BS ringing some kind of I'm alarm concerned. bells of those kind of dudes mm. who have that kind of issue, yeah. but they don't really understand the levels mm. of what inequality really is but they want to start talking about oh well if you if you want to be an independent woman then why should i have to open mm. the door for you but that's what i'm saying <laughs> it's base level because i'm like if you really understood what equality is you wouldn't even make that statement because yeah. if you did your research into equality as you said yeah. the pay gap alone will show you that little 20 pounds that you've got in your nothing. pocket to pay for me and food yeah it's nothing yeah yeah it's actually nothing and if 
They've been together for like four this years. No girl off the street. Even, like, yeah, I'm thinking, did he just become suddenly wake up and be tight? <laughs> like, did she not know this dude was tight? Because unless maybe like mm, something's happened in his, li- well, like, his life. Four years. No, but maybe, of. maybe he's like, he's lost a bit of money or maybe he's lost a job, whatever. It happens to people, yeah? Fair enough. He might not have always been tight, but this guy sounds like he's born tight. <laughs> yeah, because she said, and I'm just reading it again now, that he has some amazing qualities Quality. but i believe him to be extremely tight with his money believe yeah. believe after four <laughs> years you should know mm. definitely 100 percent. and also another thing I, I read on there i was like okay he's got amazing qualities now we need to be realistic here i'm single as much as i want all this shilling shalang for me that's not even on the list as i'm generous because i just think it's not that generous but i just think that that for me is a no-no anyway. So I don't. I wouldn't even say I want someone that's generous because mm. I just feel like it's nothing. But at the same time, if I met a really decent guy, that has to be a really major issue, and that would probably top the scale. If it's not, and I've been with you for four years, it shouldn't be a problem. We shouldn't be talking about it four years yeah. down the line because if you've got such great qualities, then I'm with you, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. If that I'm okay with it, but I'm not okay with it. I dated one guy, one only. Luckily, that was tight, and never again. Mm. <laughs> Listen. You know the meals in Chinese where you get... <laughs> no, this, is, this is serious. <laughs> <laughs> These you anecdotes the are <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> you know when the kids go like and get like... The after school and they get like rice with the sweet and sour on top? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me you took you there for a date. No, we were dating. We were, we were going out. It was yeah. like a year or so in whatever. But whenever he went to the Chinese shop, he'd come back with this thing and I'd be in the car. I'm like, why have you got this <laughs> together? Why have you yeah. got the kids meal? He's like, it's cheaper. But <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. So you you have assumed that I want to mix the food together. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got sweet and sour chicken on the rice already because you don't want to pay for two separate dishes. Things like that, or we we'll go to Nando's and he'll be looking at me like it's like fifteen ninety nine or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, but Nando's is some overpriced chicken. No, but I'm, I'm just saying, saying like no. when, it first, when it first started. So for me, being tight is is an issue. It's, yeah. it's an issue because some people are tight to themselves. Yeah, if you don't have worst, it, it's different. If you don't God, have yeah. it, it's different. Just say you don't have it. But if you're just generally like, oh no, you know what? Let's get that instead of that. Why? Like eating and drinking for me is the most important things. We need to be nourished. You know what? As well, when um, when people actually say people that you know people in my family, like older cousins and stuff, and talk about getting married, that's one thing they say: don't marry a tight man. Mm. Do not put yourself in that position that you marry a tight man because then you d- your whole life will just be based on, on this. managing and, yeah. and, 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 and trying to see how you, how much you can yeah. squeeze out of him. Like, oh, babe, could you do, could you do? And it's like, and when you, if you're in that, minute. especially if you're, if you're going to be in that position, maybe if you don't work and you've just had your children and yeah. you're, so you're just, and then you have to just be managing. So let me tell you something. School fees, Any relationship managing. that you are in, if you are one of those guys who believes hand on heart that you ain't going to put your hand in your pocket for anything, then you're an idiot. Be single for the rest of your life because relationships cost. Yeah. Right? Do. That's the and reality. Yeah, and another thing, like I can't, like as you said, like some of these women are kept, which is great for them. It's not for me. I cannot be asking my husband or my partner for money to buy sandwich towels. I'm really sorry. Like <laughs> oh pocket money. No, Can do you imagine? know what I mean? Like pocket yeah, no, money, no, like no, no. Yeah. you get an allowance. <laughs> like, oh, here's your allowance, baby, it's finished. What do you mean? <laughs> like, I, I'd rather make <laughs> it's it. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I'd rather make it, make it myself, have my stash somewhere, mm. whatever. I'm not relying on you for these yeah. basic things, cotton buds. But the like thing is, like even if, if you if you were relying on somebody, that would be hellish only if they were tight. If they were just like free and easy and it was just like, mm. 
it's yeah, in I your account. I still don't think I'd want it. No, no, you wouldn't want it. Yeah, you wouldn't want it. But I'm saying, imagine that work. on top of somebody being tight. Oh, it's a done deal, it's a wrap, forget it. <laughs> so I like, I like the guys that like do this, like, oh, you know, all you look, all you women want to be like Beyonce, you want to be this independent woman, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, why do you keep citing Beyonce? Like, do you realise, I think what they forget is like the history of kind of marriages and the fact that a lot of marriages back in the day, you know, the woman used to be very, very dependent on the on man, the, on the man mm. to kind of bring in the crust. And as you said, Jodie, like, you know, getting a certain sum, you know, yeah. every week or every month to kind of like budget for, you know, household goods or anything that, you know, they need. Now, a couple of years later, obviously women are independent now because they are working because, you know, there's been periods of time where they had to. If you look at, you know, during World War, when the men went away to war and mm-hmm. the women had to work. Exactly. So that starts another kind of generation and another cultural set. shift. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's always going to be this cultural shift. And now we're in a position where actually we don't need to depend financially on men. And a, a lot of... and for the most part, I can see, I only see that as a good thing. There were a lot of women who were in some horrible marriages who had to be in those marriages mm. and could not leave. You know, they could be going through domestic violence, all mm. kinds of BS. And they had to stay there because financially, financially they weren't. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about when we talk about equality. Yeah. When you're solely dependent on one person simply because they're making money and you want to come and complain and talk about independent women, if you want to be independent, you must pay for your own food. Yeah, are you mad? That, so not don't that. come to and me with yeah, no yeah. base level it's nonsense. You yeah. don't know what you are talking about. Yeah. And don't so don't and don't use that yeah. as, as an excuse. As Just say, I t- I'm tight. I'm not I don't like it. paying for nothing yeah. and I'm not doing yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Then I can make the decision whether or not I want to be with you. And yeah. the li- likelihood of that would be like, I don't want to be with you. It's going to be no. But at least I can respect you enough to know yeah. that is your standpoint. But don't use independent woman and Beyonce mm-hmm. and all this nonsense. Because whether or not Beyonce is here or not, you would still be a tight so-and-so. Yeah. So going back to um, our um, our listeners' dilemma, my, my closing points for you to take into account is, is what I say to like, you know, like one of my younger cousins, if there's a situation and there's a guy, sometimes you don't, and I say to to some of my friends as well, don't look at that specific situation, but what can you almost extrapolate from that? And what does that tell you about the guy? So for me, this scenario tells you, forget about his tightness. It's more Mm. that he will mask something that maybe he sees as a deficiency in himself and he will throw it on you and say, because of you, Mm. because you want to be this, that's why I'm not doing that. And that kind of scenario, Mm -hmm. I don't like that. And that is something which I think she needs to watch in this relationship. Mm. Because you want to be independent, that's why I'm going to behave like this. When actually, it's really, Mm. I don't want to pay for you or I'm tight. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, this whole independence, I even hate the word. I didn't ask mm. for independence. Mm. Like, I wake up and go to work because that's how I've been brought up. I didn't, mm. I, nobody came and gave me an option. So for me, if being independent means going to work and making money, that's not really independent. I just want equality. Really? It's like, if I'm doing a job what is it? and Joe Bloggs is doing, doing the same job, yeah. I expect to get paid yeah. the same. Isn't that common sense? But yeah. yet we're not. Yeah. And that is the point. Yeah. But at the same, on the same token, I'm not one of those people that will not take um, someone's help. Like, I'm yeah. not going to change a tyre. Mm. I've never known how to change a tyre. Today, my tyre went down. I'm looking for a man. Because <laughs> why am I on the floor in my in my clothes? You, know, you can see me. I'm changing oil and forgetting to put on the oil. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Something is just not meant Can't for us to be doing. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. 
I think my so well anyway, I've given my closing statement. So your closing advice to um our listener would be I think that you need to really look deeper. If if this is the major point of your relationship and it, it it's a it's a it's a what's the word? A killer, killer. then forget it. But at the same time, breaker, four years yeah. is not a deal breaker. It can't be because Because you've been there, you've for, been four there years. for four years. He could be breaking your bones and he clearly isn't. He's a nice mm-hmm. guy, it says. So you need to see the, the bad outweigh the good. And, and if it's a, a minor issue, discuss it. Even if it's major, discuss it. But you need to communicate this with him. You need to talk. Yeah, because there's definitely there's some underlying issue, definitely. thing. Mm-hmm. La? He's a dickhead dumping. <laughs> 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 no, you can't say no, that. She said can. It. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. So if you have any other um, relationship dilemmas, keep them coming in. Email us, two girls podcast. So the number two girls podcast at gmail.com. That's the number two girls podcast at gmail.com. And we will definitely air it. Any subjects that you want chopped up by us and our future guests, make sure you email them to us as well. We're going to quickly move into the last segment of the show Shady Corner versus You Are the Light. So in this segment of the show, we. Um, think we nominate people that we want to go in shady corner where we are throwing them all of the shade all of the shade mm. and we also nominate people that we want to bring into the light give them a round of applause shine the light of love on them because they've done something good worthy uh, exceptional amazing in our eyes so for me in shady corner i'm gonna have to say all those judgy judgy people who are judging Serena Williams, one of my personal sheroes, for dancing um, in one of Beyonce's latest offerings. So I just, you know, Beyonce, there's that whole thing of Beyonce releases music or Beyonce sneezes or Beyonce has baby (laughs) and the whole of social media goes mad, right? So, oh my gosh, actually, you know what? I need to direct your attention to some, some fan fiction about, Beyonce and Jay-Z after this oh show. Lord. I wish if I had it at hand now, so I'd tell people on. online <laughs> to go and read it because it's so funny. Maybe I'll try and find it when you guys are talking about your shady corner. But in any event, so <laughs> Beyonce, um, she's got she's got her new music out at the moment, Lemonade, um, visual album, and Serena Williams, one of my personal sheroes, is in the music video and she's dancing and she looks amazing and I'm loving it and her body looks healthy, fit and strong and she's black and she's she's dark and she just looks fit and I'm just like, go Serena because you are in a megastar's video. Beyonce is a megastar. Serena Williams, you're a tennis star and you're in her video. And, and like, she's a megastar too. Right, you're yeah. a megastar too. Yeah. And it's just like... That, that that collision of two black female megastars in my eyes was just amazing and affirmative and I loved it. And then I had to go on social media and more fool me <laughs> because I already knew that people were going to, oh gosh, she's twerking. Why is she doing that? Oh, she's cheapening her brand. Oh God, why? It's so unnecessary. So judgmental. And I was just like... I queried a couple of people, like, what does n- unnecessary mean in this context? Mm. Why, why is it unnecessary? Because it's surely it's her choice, you know, agency and such. Mm. So wh- why are we using this term? It's unnecessary. Oh, it's nice, dead. Why is she doing it? Oh, she's twerking. Oh, it's, it's beneath her. And it's like, why? Who, who said it was beneath her? Is it because you're viewing twerking through the, the, the current prism of, I don't know, respectability that, oh, no, women and should be acting like European that? European standards. European standards, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Or 
is it just that this is Serena? She's having fun. She's in her twenties. She's a megastar. She's been. She's been. You know, she's at the top of her tennis game. Surely she's allowed to have a bit of fun being in a megastar's video and dancing in the way she wants without that quote unquote cheapening her brand mm. or being beneath her if it's fun to her and if it's something that she wants to do and if she's uh, of conscious mind and of sensible mind and she made that decision to do it and all that it entailed surely so all the people that are just out there just giving me just oh <laughs> just much. making me want to just just fall asleep at my keyboard when i'm reading such comments they're all in shady corner and you know what the sad thing is a lot of them are women and a lot of them are mm. black women and I just think it's 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 beneath you in fact it's beneath you to be on a, a, a public forum demeaning and defeating the purpose of another black woman who's done so much mm. to raise her own profile in that way because both of yeah, them that's not it yeah definitely yeah. but you know I, you know I bang for Serena so but that's that's just not it so all all, all of y'all Shady in the corner. corner you go. Sorry. Anyway, let me just read my... You know I had a little statement. I'm just going to read it out and I'm going to leave it at that. So basically on my Instagram page, I posted, you know, the image of Serena and Beyonce going at it. And I just said, ladies and gentlemen, for those that don't know, Serena has been twerking for a while. Those looking to complain complain about it, reach for something else. Serena is good. I doubt she'll lose any sponsorship over this. I doubt she'll lose her Thank next you. title over this. Let the woman have fun. She's worked hard enough to indulge in the occasional twerk. Just like you, I'm sure, you know, because I'm sure many of those women that are complaining have twerked in their time. The judgment that black women place on themselves and each other at times does my frigging brain in. If Beyonce featured a white girl, the argument would be, oh, look at this, look at this Becky. There goes another girl trying to culturally... <laughs> Becky with good hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there goes another Becky trying to culturally appropriate our shit yet again. Calm your judgment down. It's not that serious. The girl is just having a dance. Let her dance. The amount of grand slams that she's won, as Cheryl says, the amount of things that she's done, you really gonna get at her for this? Is is this the best that we can do? Like, Serena's been. If you look on um YouTube, there's a bunch of videos of her twerking and dancing and doing all sorts. She was even teaching um the Sharapova girl. Right, to do it. exactly. So she's, what are we she's doing? Been teaching Sharapova from from money. She still can't get it right. Champion. So yeah, so I like I me like Sherza, I was just really disappointed when I saw that because I just thought is the word, you know. you're reaching for things now. If you don't like Beyonce, as I as I've said many times, you don't have to like her, it's mm. fine. But you need to pick something that's something that's, that's, else. Yeah. Like I always say, like so everyone is like for me. If I was a singer, if I could sing, I'd be famous like tomorrow because I think I'm fabulous. I can't <laughs> sing. I'm tone deaf. But I feel like the thing that would actually be my biggest fear, like I watch Amy Winehouse's um. Documentary. documentary and she 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 said that she didn't want the fame mm, and for me this what would this is what would kill my life like mm. i just want to go to the shop in my tracksuit bottoms and maybe the top that doesn't match the trainers like you can't <laughs> be yourself anymore without somebody judging you for something they dissed her for having her daughter's hair out they dissed her when she had the weave when her hair was natural they dissed her mm. when she did like what else what she's beyonce she's serena like for all I care, they can fly to the moon because they are who they are and they've made what they've made of their lives. Who are we to judge? Mm. Any of them? Have we done even 10% of what they are doing for even to be coming to talk? Thank you. Like, really, like... And amen. And <laughs> like, come on, like, let it be, isn't it? That is it. Let it 
it be? I keep saying all the time, like, them not all right, you know. It's me out here trying to get my little coins in my pocket. You can criticise all day long. Like, Oprah Winfrey, I say, like, if you can be 5% of her in your life, you've done it. Yeah. Mm. Like, who are we to talk about? And it's just like, so if you saw Oprah... You know, just just l- looking back at it or taking it down low. Are you just? How is that cheap? Listen, you get to a certain point where you can tell the world. You, you know what? I what do what I want, want. Mm. and you know you don't even have to be at that point. But we place these so-called levels and of barriers it, yeah. around ourselves, and that's the bit that I just find disappointing when you start hearing people tell other people that something that somebody chose to do is Is unnecessary how do you know what's Mm. necessary for you even know maybe they just wanted to is it necessary that i do this i've said no one ever uh, did it because i wanted to and the thing is that what makes it even more like absurd she's in a music video Mm. if if uh, michelle obama was at in the middle of this important speech and started twerking i get you can have all the complaints in the world She's in a music video. Mm. Beyonce is a phenomenal superstar. She can do backflips, handstands, twerk, upside down, cook, whatever <laughs> she does. She's Beyonce. She does, she does what she wants. And Serena the same. So it's not out of context. Yeah, she's a tennis player, fair enough. But she wasn't on the tennis court twerking. She wasn't doing some upside down thing with a, with a ta- table tennis, with a, with a bat, you know? She was in <laughs> an arena where there yeah. is music, yeah. where she's performing. Someone's always going to say something. Same with Rihanna's video. They mm. went and said about how, you know, she's dancing too provocatively. She's oh, the a, work she, video. She's an artist. But what yeah. is she's also, this is a thing that gets me about Rihanna as well. And they said the same thing when she went to um, Barbados, where she's from, for um, Carnival. Cropover. Yeah, Cropover. Oh my gosh, why is she dancing why like she that? Dancing oh like my that? gosh, what, she's Bajan. That's what they do. This they do that really since yeah. from from birth. It's this normal I mean. to them because it's not part of your culture. All of a sudden, you it's wrong. It's, it's disgusting. It's not, if you don't know, if you don't understand, that's Keep fine. Keep your mouth shut. And you don't need to. You don't, you don't, you don't have note, to be a part of that. Which really irks me even more. Why on earth and who on earth called this thing twerking? What is this? Exactly. That's another subject. But you know what? Let's, Let's move on to who's in the light because you just said something about mm. if it's not for, if it's if it's not your culture if it's not for you and that goes on somebody that I think we, yeah. we definitely want to bring into oh, the yeah. light this so week. We need to shout out Jamelia. Jamelia, as you Woo! know, UK songstress, Jamelia, one of our you. own, and I'm really happy to actually put her into the light. This is a young lady who. You know, she's, you know, had a great singing career herself. She's now on, is it Loose Women? Yeah, Loose Women. Right. So she let her loose lips fly at Piers Morgan. Um, I think it was yesterday. Piers Morgan, again, is another person who is so, like, you know, involved in the whole Beyonce kind of releasing of her album Lemonade. And clearly he saw what she had to release and felt the need to write this really ridiculous article again in the Daily Fail about how, you know, oh, well, this isn't the Beyonce that I met five years ago. And quite frankly, I prefer that Beyonce. You know, this new Beyonce who is, you know, political and like, you know, this activist, activist, you know, and I think the title was almost to suggest, you know, the same kind of angry black woman thing that he just felt like oh no that shouldn't be Beyonce Beyonce should be this Beyonce should be that because apparently it fits into whatever idea 
ideal rather that he thinks Beyonce should be, which is highly insulting. So Jamelia had to read this man from top to bottom to the point where he had to tweet her in response to that and saying, thank you, noted and (laughs) taken in, digested and left it at that. But like I said, you know, just before you kind of intro introed me. Yeah, some sometimes it's not all about you. Sometimes you don't need to be involved. Sometimes things just aren't for yeah, you. It's not. It really isn't. And in this case, Piers, it's not for you. Yeah. So if it's not, just fall back and just take a seat yeah. and take it in. Everything is for you. You are a white middle aged man where everything is built around you. We live in a patriarchy which is designed by men who look just like you so for one album one album with about 13 tracks all of a sudden you were like oh my god clutches pearls this does not include me yeah this has nothing to do with me how dare she oh my god where is the booty shaking twerking beyonce you know that's that's the person i'm used to and look at that's that, what that, she that, should be doing entitlement tuck that entitlement away because oh. how dare you peers comment on a woman's growth how dare you comment on a woman's change? I'm not this. I I, I prefer the who, who gives a uck what you <laughs> prefer? prefer. What is the, yeah. How dare you? There's no one ever. Right. Ever. So you know what, Jamelia? Not even your fans, peers. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. We have to bring Jamelia into the light because she went on her blog, and I noticed on that blog there's actually only two entries. One from like 2014, mm. and this one where she basically does. She reads him. And she reads all the people that have that same viewpoint as him, where she says, you know what? Sometimes just just stand back, hands off, stand back, observe, recognize it's not for you, and just generally leave. Yeah, like your leave life off. is not changing. Your so it's not changing your future. Do you know way. what? I was I, I don't mean this in a patronizing way, but she was she was so clear and so articulate. And as I said, I don't mean it as if I didn't expect that of her. I mean it in that more props to her because she said that her, each of her words rang heavy mm. and they rang real and they rang true. And she was, you know, she said things like, you know, when I see, you know, new, the, the news about somebody like Sandra Bland, I, I, I can relate to her because mm. I, I, yeah. I think of her as I could think of my auntie, mm. Eric Garner, I could think of my mother, Tamir Rice, it's, you know, a young boy in my life. And those are the kind of things, those are the, those are the actual feelings that I believe we in our community have when we see atrocities like the things that are going yeah. on not just it's in relatable America. it's like right. immediately it strikes a, a core you you know like you know that that unfortunately we know that route we know that path and so for peers to come start speaking at the side of his neck do you know the headline says says um jay-z jay-z not the only one who needs to be nervous about beyonce the born again black woman with a political mission so rude. that is the actual headline oh. in black and white Anyway, let's not detract from... Uh, but yeah, Piers can go in Shady Corner Piers as well. Piers can go in Shady Corner. We should have flung him in there. But Jamelia, to you, I'm really, really proud to say that you at, that you did this. Only because I feel like there, there should be more women, more black women, more any women, w- women should be offended by that, actually. Because yeah. if Beyonce was white and he decided, you know what, I don't like my women like that. They need to not speak oh, about white, political white things. feminists would have swooped yeah, on him for they a long would time. Have. They absolutely would have. So anyone with a, 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 with a brain cell, you know, should be like, what are you talking about? How offensive. How offensive. This is so rude. So entitled. Yeah, very. 
check that privilege. Yeah. Anyhow, so Jamila, we love you around these parts. Two girls in the mic. We might need you as a guest on this show. But mm-hmm. can I just say one other person that I wanna that we had so many people on our list that we wanna bring into the light, yes, and we're we kind did. of like running out of time. <laughs> so we but you definitely, definitely, we wanted to to bring Prince into the light. Oh legend, God. musical legend, sorry, prolific like, I just, songwriter. I just wanted to give him a bit of time. Sorry, I know we're running over, but Prince. <sighs> right. That's all. Uh, I can't even speak. I'm still processing it. It doesn't make any sense because yeah. I think what has happened now is that it's suddenly dawning on me. There's no Whitney. There's no Michael. There's no Prince. We've only got Stevie left yeah. and Patti LaBelle. That's Can my I just say as well? I need secret, to. There was like, one other thing that I I, I instead, which I actually think was um, it was like really true. It was by um a songwriter and producer, Lashawn Daniels, mm. and he had tweeted and I um like screenshotted it and, and tweeted it I, I and insta'd it that if we are to see musical legends again that can follow the paths of the ones we lost the commitment must be to music and not to fame and i just thought that that was so that is what it is real. michael whitney prince to me they all represent an era where you had to be talented none of this mediocrity yeah. nonsense that we can very easily package and Auto-tune. sell now we actually have a whole generation who don't know Cookie what it is to be you know that. the best of the best it's now anyone can make it there's no quality control yeah. so to me it's you know it's open season anyone can get in and be just be famous and not actually have a talent where it's exceptional yeah like prince was an exceptional Blinded, artist definitely. michael was an exceptional artist whitney was the voice exceptional we don't have exceptional no more and that's yeah. what's missing and that's what what kills my soul the yeah. most Do you know what it's even sadder because i teach in a school and i spoke to some of the kids this week and i was like oh my god princesses they're like who's prince and yeah, i was like you see? okay end of that's it prince is how you got here your <laughs> mum and dad probably made you to prince okay that's who prince is you thank him you get on your you thank him all right i just want to say one last thing because I'm, I'm going to show you this when we come off air la but if anyone wants to actually belly laugh this evening go to whole time though.wordpress.com and there is some um fictional uh conversation or scenario <laughs> between beyonce and jay-z it is hilarious whole time though dot wordpress dot com that's all i can tell you okay cool. i'm gonna i'm gonna show you when we get off here we have been two girls in fact three girls thank you jody for being thank here thank you guys for having me it's been so much fun this has been our podcast <laughs> two girls on the mic catch us back here same time same place yeah bye, bye.